Hello, everyone. I'm Alicia Swamy. I'm here with my co-hosts, Keely Severson and Eric Johnson, and we are Exposing Mold. Today, we are recording a conversation about the mold industry seemingly going backwards. We recently saw a video from a very popular mold remediation company, and uh, we felt like it's it was really odd what they were talking about. And I'm going to go ahead and give the mic over to Eric so he can explain a little bit more as to what we're seeing currently um, in the mold industry. If you look at all the mold experts currently, they're devising longer and longer lists of all the toxic molds, saying everything is toxic. There's nothing that isn't toxic. People are saying that uh, citric acid from Aspergillus niger, Kool-Aid is toxic. Soy sauce is toxic. Blue cheese dressing is toxic. Well, you know, this is leading to a backlash. And society is going, now, wait a minute. We know that the common molds aren't, aren't doing what you're say saying they are. So, you know, you got to look carefully at what your mold experts are doing, setting up a situation where society is no longer able to tolerate this craziness of people saying that all houses are toxic and need to be burned down. And we just saw a good manifestation of this in a blog podcast by SurfPro, where they talked about mold hysteria, how mold is a natural, normal part of the environment, and that hysteria has gotten out of hand. And it goes through a list of the famous toxic mold incidents, Melinda Ballard and um, you know the Ruth Etel Dearborn incident with the pulmonary hemorrhage, just you know, going through the, the past, saying, you know, maybe there's there's something going on here, but for the most part, Mold is not doing what people are saying it is, and it's all a bunch of hype, and it's warning people not to get sucked into the um, hysteria that is causing people to burn down their houses, flee, move to different states, and act crazy about seeing one spore of Stachybotrys. That's interesting because that's the company in particular that I was interested in targeting to kind of expose the way that their techniques are actually failing to to help the mold injured community because they'll do a lot of visual inspections. They'll do a lot of putting fans on wet carpet for weeks at a time. They're one of the biggest kind of insurance industry puppets of just build for the event and move on. They do have a point. I mean, they're exaggerating in one regard, saying this is all overblown because there's obviously people that are getting terribly sick from toxic mold. So for them to minimize it seems a bit extreme. And on the other hand, you've got so many newbie mold experts who are just adding to their list of toxic things that we need to avoid and setting up fear-mongering and hysteria, which is exactly what they're warning against. So we've got this tension going on between the um, people who profit by selling mold testing and spreading rumors that everything the slightest side of water damage means that you need to panic and evacuate and burn down your house. And then you've got the federal authorities and some of the um, opposition going, the whole thing is overblown. So where's the balance here? Where are the people studying the situation, trying to find out what the truth is? What are the conditions where toxic mold really is making people sick, not just blow them off, and at the same time, not get into fear-mongering to the point where society is forced into a position where they can't tolerate this anymore and go, you're all crazy. 
I understand what you're saying now because you're you're speaking to some of the ridiculous advice and even like observations of like mold grows in 48 hours. Some of the stuff that is put out by companies that test that can actually cause more anxiety and fear around mold, even when it might not all be dangerous or like a new growth might not be super dangerous where they're, they might be creating this fear in a sense with, with really just like their natural marketing of trying to bring awareness to how many different ways mold can grow. But then on the other side of it, you have the industry that's like, Hey, these people are a little crazy. You don't have to make a big deal about everything, which is kind of true in a sense, but in the same hand, then they're also overlooking the truth about how serious some mold is. Exactly. We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Home Cleanse, formerly known as All American Restoration, is a company that specializes in improving indoor air quality through proper mold remediation, offering services nationwide. You can visit them at homecleanse.com to learn more. The Mold Guy performs mold sampling and testing for homeowners, renters, and businesses. Please visit themoldguyinc.com to learn more. Black Diamond Services provides solutions to the unforeseen challenges that can affect homes and families with no out-of-pocket costs. Services include temporary housing relocation and mold test referrals for homeowners. Visit blackdiamondservices.com to learn more. Great Plains Laboratory provides toxic exposure testing to those living in compromised environments. Tests include the Mycotox panel that tests for mycotoxins in urine samples and the Envirotox panels tests for environmental chemicals in the urine and provides an overall metabolic snapshot of a patient's health. Visit gp-labs.com to learn more. Thank you again for your sponsorships. It is integral to our ability to serve our community and to improve the quality of life for all. So how does the public wade through all of this to find out where the truth lies in it for them? Like, how the hell can anyone navigate this at this point? Yeah, and then you add on top of that, a great many of these new mold experts are into the mind-body philosophy where they talk about your own fear response creating the illness, that even if you get out of a mold, that your continued symptoms are very likely a form of PTSD. You're driving your own continued false symptomology by a maladaptive fear response. And it's amazing how many mold experts have risen to the the top promoting this idea that if you didn't get better, you need brain retraining, which is essentially saying your illness is not real. It's conversion disorder. The, The toxic incident is over. Your body has recovered. And the only residual problem you have left is what you create in your own mind by some ingrained fear response. Which basically shows that the people at the top have no other explanation other than that for what could be going on. And they're leading the the freaking narrative on this thing. Exactly. So you combine the fact that they've overblown all molds to be equally toxic, panic at the site of any water damage, and then provide an explanation while it's all in your head anyway. I say the (laughs) the mold community is in serious trouble. You know, without us breaking it down like this, I don't know if I would have noticed how absurd that all was. Now, there are instances where it's obvious that toxic mold is really doing serious damage. Look at the people who it's taken up. Athletes, teachers, nutritionists, 
doctors. It happens to them and they can't help themselves. And they're probably not faking it. So we know this is real. So we've got to search for the truth among the chaos of two wildly conflicting uh, factions. One trying to say none of it is real. And the other saying everything is toxic. What's our way forward through that then? Well, even if we try to be a voice of reason, if it's not an accepted common view, it'll be rejected just for the idea that, well, you you can't speak for this because you're just like three people. You know, m- maybe you sound like you make sense, but the majority of doctors say, and then they go with whatever the majority of doctors say. So my philosophy has always been, we've got to get the major institutes involved. We've got to get the CDC, NIH to take this seriously and do serious studies. We've got to get the MECF institutes to analyze what's going on in their patients, find out if they're really having this type of reaction. And even though they have not been particularly honest in the past, the fact that there's a whole bunch of people all fighting each other means that they're going to have to achieve some sort of consensus eventually. Otherwise, the sheer fact of their inability to achieve any kind of agreement is going to look suspicious. I feel like that makes the government institutions and research agencies, like the people at the table arguing over custody during a divorce, and they need like a moderator, because I just think no one's ever going to agree. And they're all so dysfunctional that they all have their own seemingly intentional failures in some area of this. Like the CDC is intentionally ignoring this. Yeah, the uh, internet really plays into this because we've got people with the ability to hop online and create a viewpoint that is essentially unchallenged because they can simply block or delete anybody who doesn't agree. So the, the way people used to get through this in the past was a parliamentary style discussion where you get everybody face to face in a big room. And if somebody said anything too outrageous, yeah, the moderator, the speaker could recognize the opposition and they could stand up and give an, uh, an argument that would hopefully block the outrageous viewpoint from getting a foothold. And that's disappeared. We don't have that system anymore. We've got mass chaos. Keely Severson is passionate and committed to exposing the truth about toxic mold and its effects on the human body. Many mold-injured people are often misdiagnosed with autoimmune conditions, nerve damage, mental illnesses, and other chronic health conditions due to the lack of knowledge about water damage and toxic mold growing in their homes. The crippling effects of toxic mold on the body has destroyed many lives. Been there, done that. When she became a healthcare provider specializing in acupuncture and herbal medicine, it was only then that she truly began to understand the connection between her health and the environment that she was living in. Three years after becoming a licensed care provider, she became incredibly ill. She was suffering from kidney failure, reoccurring UTIs, and various negative mental health symptoms. When she learned that her family had been dwelling with mold trapped under her kitchen floor, the relationship between the toxic mold factor and her health finally began to make sense. It became part of her life's mission to help educate society on the extreme effects that mold can have on the body. Her work is vital because there exists a lack of experience and acknowledgement for mainstream medical practitioners and even mold experts. 
She has firsthand experience dealing with mold exposure, and she makes sure to address all the signs and symptoms during every environmental screening that she performs. She's developed a line of organic herbal tinctures and formulas to help most patients reduce symptoms commonly associated with toxic mold exposures. These symptoms vary and can manifest themselves very differently from person to person. Her herbal education and experience has helped her increase awareness and recognize signs in patients that may result from their toxic environments. Keely's dedication to learning and understanding the effects of toxic mold and educating and bringing awareness to her patients and other providers keep her motivated. She knows just how devastating the untreated consequences can be on your health and the health of your families, relationships, and life outcomes. If you or someone you know may be affected by toxic mold exposure, rest assured that you and Keely will work together to find a solution. By working together to treat the symptoms and stay educated on toxic mold exposures, we can reduce the impact of this devastating phenomenon. To consult with Keely, please visit exposingmold.com slash consultations. That's exposingmold.com slash C-O-N. S-U-L-T-A-T-I-O-N-S. Book your appointment today. So is there any way to end this on a happy note then? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I think um, what we really need to do is pressure our institutes to quit just spewing their opinions and take this seriously. Do real research, real studies, say things that make sense and allow themselves to be open for debate so that when they say things like, well, don't panic about toxic mold at all, somebody, you know, allow an avenue so that you could say, no, there are some circumstances, such as all the incidents described on my poster behind me, where this mold really does seem to be causing permanent immune damage. We need to look into that, find out what's going on so that we can predict and control it.